This is The Beards of Blue Ridge, episode 27. Wow. That's an accomplishment right there. <clears throat> Big 2-7. Do we ever have a party? At what number is that? Like 100 or what? Probably 100. Big blowout. 100 would be significant. Big blowout for 100. I don't know what we'll do. 27, we're right. We're We're making it there. We're we're right behind Joe Rogan. We're right. Yeah. He's like, episode 900 and whatever. (laughs) He's got like 2 million and guests like, you know, Elon. That's a lot of alcohol consumed. We just consume recovery on ours. I thought we did have a podcast about comparing ourselves to others. Correct. And the thief of comparison was the theme. This was an example to anybody listening. Of what not to do. You slip back into these old behaviors. And that's just what we did. And I blame Graham, which is also an old behavior of mine of blaming others. Marcos, how's your eye doing? (laughs) <laughs> I, wo- I wounded my eye in a cooking fiasco last night so it's uh it's it if it looks like i'm crying could be tears or it could be the burn bump on the inside of my the eye tamale juice <laughs> that's coming out yes yes what it, what actually flew in your eye well what had happened was so I was craving a tamale. So we got these tamales from Costco. Which I don't know if you've had Costco tamales. They're okay. I thought right? the true way was homemade. Like you make it is a hundred percent. So you just revealed yes. your which is why tamale. which is why my uh, higher power burned my eye <laughs> for disrespecting everything that's holy about tamales. So, but the best way to do them is you you. You cook them in a pan and you crisp them up right. in butter. But apparently that too is dangerous when it was a pork tamale. So the pork fat mixed with the butter That's and then bam, right in my eye. You don't have one of those screens you put over like mm-hmm. when I fry bacon, I got a this big round screen oh, that you just smart. put over yeah. top of it. Because your stove, the arrangement. You do, but like, I wasn't yeah. prepared for it. So You could remove your screen door if you had to and just lay it on the Just lay it on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then put it back. <laughs> yeah, we got one of those big... Uh, yeah, I usually use it for burgers. I wasn't prepared for my tamale incident to happen that way. So it shot like... I feel like it hit the inside of my eye. But I did finish the tamale, which was the important thing. There we right. go. And it wasn't as, it wasn't great, but it wasn't, you know. It but, wasn't you, but you pressed on. But I pressed you on, I persevered, going. and I, I, and you ate, I ate my freaking tamale. Your tamale. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story is just push through. Well, the moral of the story, so if I were in Arizona, every, like, well, not every, but a lot of neighborhoods have, like, people that make tamales that live in the neighborhood. So you get them fresh. And I, if I can't find See, that. See, I didn't have that in my neighborhood. You didn't have a tamale lady? And we had an ice cream truck that drove around. And that's, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is like a side hustle that they do. Yeah. So they'll make, like if I go to, if I go to my, if I go to Phoenix, my mom's got a lady who does, there's a tamale lady, there's a corn lady. She's got the tamale she plug. Does, she does, yeah, she's got, <laughs> and a corn plug. And then everybody's got a tacos guy. So like, it's a different, you know, so when I go there, I'll be like, hey, let's go get some street corn. She's like, I'll go call my lady. So <laughs> and you get it. So yeah. So, but their level of expertise is high, high level. 
So this is this is why I feel like karma was punishing me. We don't so, have that. Now where I'm from, you have your like your moonshine guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know things. Like you didn't that. have like a like a nice like lady who like made certain pies. No, no. I mean, no. there was there was guys that were like my dad would tell you a story about a, a guy he would do home visits with that. Um, Every day he had his sons, they'd go out and, you know, maybe during the week they'd go out and kill, slaughter the pig, and he had to have the bacon uh, right, right off the pig. That's the way he wanted it, and he ate it twice a day. Uh, <laughs> and he's like 90 years old or something, and, and he would give away the pork chops. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll give Grady pork chop or whatever. My dad messed with him one day and went, he's like, man, I tell you what, those those pork chops are really good, but. I'd sure love to have some of that bacon. You know, and that old guy was like, "Well, now, now, Granny, now, I tell you what, man, it's hard, it's hard for me to part with that bacon." So you got you had a a bacon guy. Yeah, but he's not gonna give you any of the bacon. But a pork chop guy. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that they were even like you know stellar pork chops. But anything that was that that good, people would kind of hold on to it. Oh, you know? gotcha. Because there wasn't a whole lot, you know. The by guy he ate bacon two times a day in his in his nineties. That's pretty pretty good deal. That's pretty beautiful. That's yeah. a good life right there. Yeah, I could eat bacon twice a day. I could. If I had it. Yeah, love bacon. So anything, yeah. anything wildly exciting going on with anybody? No, I had. Uh, we just went to the parks this weekend. I was going to go to the pool to change my uh, attitude, yeah. and because uh, I got my new Coast Guard. <clears throat> Approved, approved flotation yeah. device for yeah. my daughter. Yeah. And I was ready to have a good attitude and everything, but then the rain kind of messed it up. So I will go next Sunday and... Uh, and make amends too, right? Yeah. yeah. Show her that my behavior's changed. What if she's good. quit because of you? <laughs> because of my bad attitude. <laughs> well, I don't know why. It was, I was just having a rough day, you know? I don't know. It's not like anything bad happened to me that day. I just... Wrong side of the bed. Um, well, what's odd about Coast Guard approved anything is you would think they'd mandate it at the ocean. Right. I agree, yeah. And you don't see that anywhere. <laughs> no, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, what's the, what's the deal with that? Why why do they, you would think it'd be more of a DNR mandate at yeah. the lakes versus using the term Coast Guard approved because the Coast Guard doesn't, monitor the beach yeah. I agree. So, yeah put this on in a swimming pool but you don't have to wear it in at a, the ocean. Uh, op- open water with tides changing yeah, yeah. and waves with sharks and, and, yeah. and murky water or yeah. deadly jellyfish well where are they because what or I learned could sting you jelly. did I not did I, yeah I you did that's why I about yeah. this the jelly balls yeah, yeah so yeah they're not actually deadly jellyfish so your bravery over the years is not it's really not bravery. Good bravery. <laughs> yeah. I hate to ruin that for you. <laughs> you said the DNR. I never. I haven't thought about them in a while. I haven't had any run-ins with them since being sober. But I never had really good meetings with the DNR prior to. Well, they probably got a tough job. Well, yeah, when they were me not being sober was a tough job too the dnr <laughs> out on a on a boat and that kind well, of that's the thing. they're just dealing with people who were 
drunk and shouldn't be driving a you know a boat, but. or they're poaching animals or oh, something. Yeah. And, and I mean, nobody's ever rarely just and they're always the they're, they're, in that case they're always armed, <laughs> yeah. so you know they're yeah. having to worry about that. Now, I was I was never poaching alligators when they caught me. It was more a you should probably not be doing what you're doing right now. We won't get into those stories, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish my story was I was poaching alligators and crocodiles. and That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, dude. Well, you'd have to be in like two different parts of the world for that. Didn't we go over this? Like, we did. Where... The cro- yes, you're right. Let me correct yeah. that. We would say alligators here. Yeah. So I saw a, a, a picture on the internet that's like from my hometown said they saw a croc in Paintsville Lake. Yeah. You know? I was like, no way, you know, and you could see the, what looked like the head of it. Well, when you zoom in, it was like a croc, a yeah. shoe. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I got a kick out of that. And I That's started showing cool. my daughters, like, look, it's Lake Alatoona. They found a croc in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. End of the vacation was good? Yeah, it's good. Got back and, uh, you know, it took it easy for a couple of days. And chilled at the house, did some school stuff, did stuff around the house, and, you know, getting back in the grind. It's, um, what I've learned about me, because my dad was the same way, is on, uh, like, beach trips in particular, I get bored very quick, you know what I mean? And, and, And what I had to be cautious for is, you know, when boredom sets in, then this idea of, you know, you get in a state of depression, like, oh, this kind of sucks, and well, I'm supposed to be grateful that I'm not, you know what I mean? And you, like, get in this internal battle. So I had to be cautious, because my dad even related to it. He's, we were talking one day, and he, I was like, ah, he's like, you all right? I was like, ah, I'm just tired. And he goes, well, I think you're probably just bored, you know what I mean? And he started to explain kind of what he experiences. It made sense. Yeah. Uh, staying busy all the time, all the time, all the time, and then when you try to disconnect, it's not as easy. You know what I mean? It, it's almost um, that idea of, of it's no different drugs or alcohol. You become so accustomed to the pace at which you move and live, it's hard to, when you're only doing it, say, once a year or very infrequently, it's hard to disconnect and be okay. You know, yeah. so. What it, it helped teach me going through the vacation, so to speak, is that I have a hard time going on vacation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's easier for me to take a day or two vacation, stay at home, and do a bunch of work at home. You know? mm-hmm. and, and that makes sense to me. Going down there and like just sitting at the pool or going sitting at the beach, you know, it, I didn't know what to do with myself. You know what I mean? It's just you're sitting there like everybody else is relaxing, and I'm like, okay, so now what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I just start people watching and wondering, you know, how do all these people just come here and do nothing? You know, <laughs> you, it's just, you're probably the only guy at the beach thinking that, you know. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, my dad said he had to stay busy, moving, constantly doing something, and uh, but no, I learned I learned that about myself is it's not. Uh, it's not easy. You look forward to it, like I was looking forward to it, but then when I'm in it, uh, I struggled with it, you know what I mean? And it was a hard, like, okay, if I'm not going to do anything, like literally, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit inside, 
and that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it we stayed fairly active there for the most part, going trying to do different things, and um, you know that was good with the kids. But those downtimes, I had a hard time. You know, it, to kind of finding the purpose and why am I, why am I just sitting here? You know. <laughs> And I tried, meditated, and I did all that, but just that idle, you know, time of not reading any kind of book that, or anything that's like to, for work or self-help or, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't feel like I work too much. I mean, I know I got, I was emailing, to, you know, back. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you're working a good amount. Yeah. But it's, uh, I learned a lot about myself. I mean, I appreciated it, but you were working a good amount. I didn't feel like it, but, you know, it was, uh, I learned something about myself. Well, you, you worked less for a period of time. Right. When I think <laughs> if I did something, I like, if we were at a lake, yeah. it may have been a little different because I loved the lake and I could have been moving, wakeboarding, you know, and yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff versus the joy of just sitting on the beach. Like, I don't. That doesn't, you know, I'm getting sand all over me. I'm for it's hot. <laughs> None of this is adding up to a good time. So that's, that's less what I hear is not. It's not about needing to do work. It's just like your personality is. <clears throat> yeah. You want to be active. You need like a sea dew out in the ocean. You need one of those. No, no, I don't like getting out in the ocean. Even when we were on the parasail and when they dipped us they in did, the water, yeah, they, they I was literally you. already like. Telling the story, then my feet are gonna go in. And I'm not coming back out. The oh, sharks see, I love gonna that. be waiting. You know, I hate the ocean. I love the shark stuff, but I love I love the fear behind it. No, nah, I don't want anything to do with that. Even zip line, we were doing it over a swamp, and they 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 joke and like they have alligators locked up, you know, up at front. Well, I heard them get on the radio and be like, "Hey, I forget the alligator's name." Like Chase. Chase is over by Zipline 7. Now, who's Chase? And I'm on 6 about to Zipline over the God is like, well, so Chase is one of the alligators. He got loose, and he's super aggressive. So he's like down below us just waiting and watching. I'm like, oh, now you want me to put my daughter on a Zipline going over top of Chase. That's what you're telling me, you know. It's like, so you need to unhook me from this tree in case something does happen. I'm going in the water after Chase, you know. But That's now, awesome. it, it was good to get away and be with the family for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same way as you just sitting. I don't mind getting in the ocean, but I don't like just sitting on the beach. I'd rather sit by the pool. Right. And hang out. I can sit by the pool and do nothing, but I do like to have, I need to be reading or doing something you know what I mean well I mean it brings up the idea of like you know I talk about what staff and clients is like having new experiences mm -hmm. you know and, and the value of it yet you know you put me in that that position with nobody around but my family who doesn't know the kind of work we do and I tend to close off to the new experience you know yeah. it's something that I kind of learned about myself instead of just being present in that new experience, even if it's not something I'm super comfortable with yeah. uh, and enjoy, it's like other people do. And how do I not bring them down by, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Trying to, to not need to yeah. do something. Do something. You know? So it was, 
you know, I think there's a lot to learn in that of just looking at you know new experiences in life, whether it's relationships, trips, travel, you know, uh, meetings that you have, all that. Because we get so comfortable, and I think part of what disconnects us from the experience of life is the the comfort of the same old experience, right? Right. So yeah. when you have a new experience, like you're talking about, that that fear of the sharks in the water it makes you super present yeah you know what i mean you're not <laughs> thinking about, yeah, yeah you're not thinking about anything else yeah. but hey what's in the water where's my daughter at you know and yeah. all that kind of stuff so um you know i think it's a, it's a good topic to talk about when it comes to, i think new experiences and and how they can benefit us mm-hmm. instead of looking at it like how they can hurt me or how this is a waste of my time or how i don't like this you know that kind of thing. Yeah, I like the good. Thing. I like it because you were actually the one that shifted my thinking a while back when we first met about experiences too, and looking at everything we do day to day, seasons of life, job, relationships, parasailing, whatever it is. Like this is a this is an awesome experience, God given experience, and enjoy the experience because it's mm-hmm. a blessing. And and looking at things as that, right as this is an experience. What can I gain from this? What can I learn? And yeah, it's, it's, it's a, if you look at things like that, it's to me, it doesn't make things as serious. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? And it it helps me be more present too, because if I'm, if I'm trying to experience what's happening in the moment, that's better for me because I, I tend to try to always look like three, four, five steps ahead. Like, all right, why is, why is this happening this way? What's this? How's this going to affect the future? Why is, you know, we're doing this now. What's that going to look like with our kids in the future? And I miss the present experience that's happening and, and what's going on with people. And What's the idea like you're saying of life happens for me, not to me? Yeah. And that's, you know, the, the struggle with the vacation is you just trying to disconnect. And, you know, I think when I look back on it, I, I slow, I kind of disconnected from growth because it's like, okay, I'm on vacation just, all the healthy stuff in my head out the window. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about, hey, like you're saying, what can I gain from this experience? Mm -hmm. You know, it's more of like, why am I having this experience? Yeah. Like, what the heck? Everybody else enjoys this. Why do I not? You know, instead of of sitting in a space more so of, you know, life's happening for me, not to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I had someone tell me a couple months ago, I don't, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what caused it, but I felt like super connected with God for a couple of weeks. Like just felt present, felt like I could feel him, hear him really well. Like everything was going well. And I was talking with this guy in one of my men's groups and I was like, I'm trying to figure out like what I did, how did I get here so I can get it and I can keep it. And he Do was it like, time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's like, you're missing the whole experience yeah. of what's happening because you're trying, you are trying to figure out Basically, what I'm Next saying is, yeah. how did, yeah, how did, yeah. how did yeah. Graham make this happen? What did I do? What did this? Yeah. And I'm missing, I'm missing the whole just season and experience of like just everything that I was feeling and going through. And well, what, you, what we know, you can probably tell that you didn't do was what you were trying to do in that moment. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm definitely a performer, so I try to, I try to figure out. And I, f- I forget sometimes that I didn't create the experience. I can't control it. And 
I try to recreate them too, and that typically doesn't never right. work well for me either. So I get that, but that'd be like you know getting high in a different way. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. controlling the. Yeah. I just want to feel good, and that's to me that's the mentality. Is like I always want to feel good in a certain way, or then I spiral into the opposite. Right. Rather than like there's like you're saying the seasons and you're talking about like versus maybe there's supposed to be like some tough stuff that I'm going through. That's usually where I get the most good out of anything, yeah. right? Is the challenges. Or a lot of times I surrender the most. But my mind tends to make that stuff good or bad and it's all contingent on how I feel versus and it's just not being just open. it is. Right. Yeah, it's not just yeah. Well, I mean, there, there are still, we've talked about it before, the seasons of life of knowing all that's coming. You know, yeah. the winters are coming, and, and it's like, what would you do in the spring and fall to prepare for that right. winter? You know, and I was talking to a guy yesterday about, you know, he's, he's just crushing it months ago, um, doing all the steps that me and him had talked about, all that, and then over time, you start to see this progressive decline, you know. Right. And we talked about the, the him and, and some other friends that were all motivated, you know. It's yeah. like, well, it's like Hanky Johnson says, like, true integrity and in the character of what you say is is being able to do it long after the mood in which you said it is gone. You right, know? yeah. It's like, so y'all are all pumped up watching all these videos <laughs> and like, how far... Excited to go. Yeah, and then life hits you <clears> in the <throat> face and you stop doing what we had talked about those small daily actions and now uh what i see is this slow decline and progression back into the state that you were originally in yeah. you know and it's i think that's something from a new experience standpoint i look at it there are some things that i have to consistently do that may not be new whether rain shine sleet snow yeah um stay in contact with god all that kind of stuff because i do think if i if i keep that part grounded all the external stuff that's coming in there new experiences i'll be more spiritually fit and spiritually wise to see or yeah. get what i need to get out of that experience if that makes sense oh, 100% so it's now i think new experiences that we we need like i'm i'm in the dow now i'm reading you know all that dalai lama uh, kind of wayne dyer <laughs> stuff yeah. you know? which that's i wouldn't awesome. i wouldn't have done that yeah. Two or three years ago, yeah. you know, uh, it's uh, no, I just need to stick with this. But and I literally will read like the one of the the I don't know if you call them verses or chapters or whatever, um, and I'll read it and be like, what in the heck does that? What did he just say? <laughs> you know? And after read it like four times four and times, yeah. try to, and it's like this morning I still walked away and not, I have no clue what he was trying to get at. But I, I, I trust whatever experience I'm supposed to have, that'll come up and I'll learn the meaning of it through some yeah. store, sort of an external experience, you know, if I'm open to it. I like what you said about motivation because it's, I feel like motivation is kind of like a myth, really, because it's, it's easy to do things when you have motivation. And that's a good experience, right? But motivation is fleeting. Right. And then it comes and goes. The real yeah. experience is then when you continue to do something even when you're not motivated. I think we're going to the gym. Like everyone gets motivated at some point and gets excited and goes to the gym. The difference is then when the motivation wears off and you don't want to go or you still 
pursuing that and going. Yeah. And that's where a whole other experience thing comes up. It doesn't have to be the gym. It can be, it can be work. It can be relationship with God. It can be whatever it is. And and then people, you'll hear people say too, like, man, I'll really do that if I could just find the motivation. It's like, well, motivation usually comes after you start something right. too. Yeah. You know, it doesn't just pop up and you get going. Um, yeah, I think you have to be disciplined. Motivation yeah. is not a, yeah. you know, that, that is good when it comes, but it's not always going to come. So you just got to be disciplined in how you, and I think it, that leads down a whole nother rabbit hole. It's like, can you be so disciplined that you miss new experiences? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like now it's, yeah. we're walking down a whole never, a different rabbit hole of, of, of am I too disciplined to experience new experiences? Yeah, you it's, know? A, it's a balance for right. sure. Figuring yeah. out like, hey, what are the good things I need to stay disciplined in and what are the things I need to be a little flexible, you know? Yeah. What so, are the things I'm so disciplined in that, could be negatively affecting right. other areas. Yeah. Well, that was the way I was belief system-wise and spirituality is I only would would immerse <clears throat> myself in one thing. Mm-hmm. And now just through listening to different speakers and all that, I've, I've realized, hey, so like the big book talks about, it's like don't discount the other professionals. Mm-hmm. Same way with anything else. It's like I don't need to discount any other faith or denomination, you know what I mean? I can right. learn um, from, all of them. from pieces of that, you know. It doesn't mean I have to buy in or believe in whatever, but I can learn from that, you know, and have a new experience with that. So it's, uh, if what I believe in is really that deep in my core, it's not going to change regardless of what I'm, I'm presented, but I may add to it through some of that, you know. And God could use anything to speak to anyone or connect with anything you know what i mean yeah i agree being open to all different types of stuff you know what i mean and if there's something there for you great if there's not it's not like you took a step backwards you know what i mean if anything you just gained more knowledge and wisdom and Mm -hmm. understanding of of other people and well there's got to be something always there yeah it's like i don't think you can ever do anything in life and not reap some kind of reward or gain from it if you really look for it you know what I mean it's like just going in and saying well that was useless you know <laughs> there was a point behind it you know? it was an experience right mm-hmm. yeah just like cooking tamales is an experience I've never experienced that or the tamale plug I would like to at some point but you need to if you ever if you ever do a family trip or something to Phoenix let me know, and I'll, I'll. I mean, we don't. I'll call my people, and we'll hook you up with some tomorrow. Phoenix isn't really on the list of <laughs> destinations, but you never know if we're going to be traveling through. So I'll let you. Next hey, time you we might do, be driving through the Grand Canyon. You go over to Phoenix. I'll I'll connect you with some street corn and some tamales. How random would it be like twenty years from now if like we're not working together and you haven't heard from me for a while, and I call you and I'm like, hey, this is Graham. You still got that. That street corn guy, I, and uh, I got it. In Phoenix. And I'll, I'll yeah. cover it for whoever, you know. Yeah. Well, and I think that, that for the next week to create new experiences, what you ought to do, Graham, is try to insert the word tamale in every conversation you have with somebody. I could do that. Somewhere. Yeah, I could do it doesn't that. even have to make sense. I can do that. And I'll bring you some examples. Okay. There you go. I can definitely do that. You can even use it as a cuss word. You know, like, oh, tamales. Tamale. Uh, hot tamales. <laughs> my, kid, <yeah. laughs> my, my kids are like that. 
Yeah, see, it'll give you, it'll give you a new experience. You need to. Yeah. People will experience me differently. Molly person. Let's see what stuff. happens. Yeah. There's actually a name for like the corn guy. They call him Iloteros. So there's like a whole. It's like that's what they do. Like that's their you thing. need to experience one. Yeah. That's their thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They cook street corn. You'd be known as like Elos Tamales. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, either, but, yeah. but it's, Hopefully nothing it's bad. It's going to be Graham's yeah. new experience. Yeah. I'd love it. What well, I'd tell people this week to go out and, and try to have a new experience. Get out of the the routine, you know, and seek out something that, that maybe will be different. Because you know? I was driving to work this morning. You know how your brain can go on automatic, you know? Yeah. And you yeah. get to work and you're like, how did I just get here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that's not good. It's not a good... Because, you, you know, what What did you miss all the way here? Yeah. You know? Uh, it's scary, though. I've done, I've, I've done that, too, right. with driving my, I'll drive my kids off and get to wherever I'm going. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even remember, like, actually, what? like focusing on driving yeah, right, right, what I just did because well, it's a natural you know you do it so many times over yeah. and over it <clears> becomes a natural thing and you miss you miss all the uh, God's beauty along the way you know it's like I drove all the way up here and I was sitting around I was like you know I didn't see I can't vividly remember anything on the way here yeah. and that's a shame because you pass you know 20 minutes of creation that you uh, just especially out here it's a good yeah it's a nice it's a beautiful drive yeah, and for those people for this week, it'd be good. I'm going to try to do it, too, is not, don't, even an experience that you might have every day, like, don't prejudge it going into it. Like, I'll, that's some things that help me miss the presence of an experience is I will I will be geared up, like, ready for it, anxiety-wise, whatever it might be, especially with kids, and I have an idea of, like, how it's supposed to play out, what it needs to look like, how it's going to, versus just letting things kind of unfold naturally and... Yeah. Well, that and that that can take you to different. Well, I watch my wife, man. It's so cool to, and inspires me. It's like she's not really a fan of heights, but to see her, um, at first she wasn't gonna go ziplining, and then she finally did, and then she went parasailing, and then yeah. she was like, "Hey, I think I could jump off that bridge in Tennessee at the lake now." Yeah. And it's and that's just a cool to watch somebody that's terrified of heights that it caused because yeah. it does that to my daughter youngest daughter too went to this like float place where she could jump on she would do fine in certain times but then she would just freeze and anna could connect with her on that and i can't like i just it's just even if i feel the fear i just do it anyway you know what i mean um and it was it's just inspiring to watch her have those new experiences so now she can connect with somebody else who just happens to be my daughter and say hey this is I relate to that emotional state of where it makes you freeze. You want to do it so bad, oh, yeah. but you can't, and then you're ashamed of yourself, and you yeah. cry, and that, you know what I mean? But it, it, even though it was a dramatic situation with my seven-year-old, it was a beautiful experience to watch my wife overcome the fears and then be able to talk to her about that yeah, experience. Yeah. You know. It's good stuff. It's very cool. All right. We'll catch everyone next week. So have some new experiences with tamales. Tamale, yeah. tamale. Graham's tamale. gonna meet at Elotero. <coughs> Elotero, tamale. Yeah. Elo tamale. <laughs> tamale, tamale. <laughs> I will see you tamale. <laughs> <laughs> see y'all later. Tamale. <laughs>